Hey everyone, it's Susan Pierce Thompson and welcome to the weekly vlog. <sighs> I woke up not feeling great today and I experienced a closing in on myself that was familiar and it's a state that I get into sometimes and I want to talk about it because I have a feeling that there are some folks out there who experience it too. I think that it's part and parcel of the Bright Line Eating journey and it's a peculiar twist of the mind that happens to those of us who deal with this food thing, this hungry food monster, um, and it gets us in trouble. And I feel like I've just started to break out of that space, um, which I'm so grateful for. And uh, here it is Wednesday, so it's time to record a vlog. So I just thought I'd talk about it with you. So um, it's all about isolation. And in so many ways, food addiction is a disease of isolation. That's actually a line in the literature of one of the 12-step food programs. They say food addiction is a disease of isolation. And it always struck me as such a powerful, poignant truth. When I'm off with my food, my saboteur tries to keep me from sharing about it openly with others. And there's lots of stories that it'll tell me to keep me isolated. Um, because addiction thrives in isolation. And the narrative could be, you can handle this yourself, you'll get back on track on your own. Um, it could be a much more sophisticated line of reasoning. So let me just tell you the line of reasoning that my saboteur was spinning for me. One of the things that it spins for me often is that I can't be honest about my food because I'm the head of the Bright Line Eating Movement and everybody needs me to be strong, that you need my food to be perfect, that my team needs my food to be perfect, and that if I'm weak or off base or my food is off track, then um, I'll be laying a burden on other people uh, because then they'll think, oh my God, I've got all these problems that I got to solve and then Susan's food is off. So what does that do for the whole Bright Line Eating thing? Well, that's no good because Susan needs to have her food on because, you know, like how can we function if Susan's food isn't good and I'm just like being this huge burden to other people? That's sort of the line of thinking. And, you know, since I left my 12-step food program, I've been out of it now for quite a long time. My, a lot of my best friends are my team members and many of them do bright line eating. Not all of them, about half of our team does bright line eating and half don't. Um, but the ones that do bright line eating, they're some of my closest supports. Like two of the three women that are in my mastermind group are my employees, which creates like a, you know, um, usually it's fine. We actually navigate it really well. We wear lots of different hats, you know, boss, employee, mastermind, maven to mastermind, maven, friend to friend, etc. Cobright line eater to cobright line eater. Um, but when my saboteur wants me to stay isolated, that's what it'll tell me is you can't talk to them because you're just putting a burden on them and they're your employees and they need their boss to be like, you know, good. And then this other layer of 
well, another line is that I'll just handle it myself. Like I'm really pretty good. I'm really pretty good. So as I was traveling, I just got back from three weeks of wonderful, fabulous, but honestly also pretty grueling travel. Um, we went to San Francisco and then we went to Oslo, Norway, which was amazing. And then we went to Portland, Oregon, and then we drove up into the mountains to Brighton Bush Hot Springs. Oops, but there were forest fires, so we got evacuated. And then we got an Airbnb on the Oregon coast and drove two or three hours out there and stayed there. Then we drove back to the Portland airport, flew to Rochester, and then I flew to New York City and then flew home. So that's what I just did for the last three weeks. Now, in the midst of all that, my quantities, like I, I, um, I stopped being willing to use my scale all the time. So my quantities started to unravel. And for me, that's kind of a, it's like, it's not a, the biggest deal. Like it's not eating sugar and flour, but it's, it's a big deal. Like my quantities need to be on. Otherwise I'm not feeling so grounded. Um, but when I travel in the past, I've often let my quantities go a little bit. And then like, I get it back together when I get home and you know, I'm not really that much worse for the wear. So that's the line that my saboteur tells me is you're really okay. You've done this before. You know how to do this. You're going to play around with your quantities a little bit. And then when you get home, you'll get it all squared away. Now, in the midst of all that last week, David announces as we fly from Oslo, Norway to Portland, Oregon, he announces that he's going to do a three-day water fast. I'd always wanted to try one, but now because my quantities were wonky, like I was feeling bloated and, you know, just not great. And, you know, frankly, I was about to go see a lot of people from the Food Revolution Network who, you know, like vegan and lean and whatever. And I was like, yeah, I don't want to be feeling all off. So I, I was like, all right, I'll do the water fast with you. And then I released this vlog last week into the world on water fasting. And a lot of people in my tribe, my bright lifers and stuff were like, this isn't bright line eating. Like, hey, you know, what are you doing? And, and uh, what about the addiction? And this could be like part and parcel of the addiction. And, you know, restriction is just the other side of the coin of, of overindulging. So in the Bright Lifers Facebook group, we've had a lot of dialogue around that this past week where I did not do a very good job of presencing the restriction, the part of the saboteur that gets into a mode of restriction. There's a lot of danger there. And that's a conversation that I'm going to keep having with my Bright Lifers. But I've been thinking a lot about food restriction this past week um, as I experienced my first three-day water fast, which went pretty well went very well actually but then on the back end of that I was dropped right back into traveling mode and my quantities were still wonky like they had been but now my saboteur is telling me you can't tell anyone that your quantities are wonky because you just fasted and they know that and they're going to attribute it to the fasting now I knew that my quantities were already wonky and I'm still traveling so they're still going to be wonky because for me like it to get it back together. Like I have to be home. I have to be grounded. I have to be in my routines of like my own kitchen. I, this is where like all of my automaticity is tied to my home and my routines. It's very hard when things are discombobulated to get them back together. If I'm on the road, I just don't have the habits and the systems in place to support that with the level of stuff that I'm juggling in my life. So I'm just like, you wait till you get home, you'll get it all. It'll spin back together pretty quickly. Um, but now my saboteur is like, you can't tell anyone, like especially my closest people, because they know about the fasting thing. And then if you tell them that your food is off, they'll assume it was the fasting. And I 
the jury's still out on the fasting thing for me. I don't know whether it worked or not, to be honest. Like, I still need to experience more of that and watch my own thinking. Because I went into it with my food already off, I was not in a stable, I was not at a stable place. So for me, there's no way to tell whether any of the crazy thinking that I experienced afterwards, it was actually just exactly the same as when I went into it. So I can't really tell what's what. So I didn't want to, I didn't want anyone else in my life to think that it was because of the fasting. So this is the line that my saboteur is, is spinning for me. For you, it might be something totally different. Like, I don't know how your saboteur convinces you to stay isolated and to stay quiet and to not tell anyone as little threads of unmanageability start to creep into your food. Because Brightline Eating is a pretty buttoned-down structured system, right? And when it starts to unravel, there's just these little threads that start to fray at the edges. And then the choice point is, do you share about that and get them out in the open, which is kind of the equivalent of trimming the loose threads off the garment, or do you listen to that saboteur that says, don't, sh- don't talk about it. Don't you dare tell anyone about that. You got this on your own. And do you keep it isolated and hidden, which just allows it to unravel more and more and more. So this morning, I was like bound up so tight. And I'm, as you know, I'm an extreme extrovert. So I can't, I can't really get myself out of that state of mind by myself. There might be introverts in our tribe that could recover through journaling and meditation and alone time and like internally get their process sorted. For me, and I would actually propose for most people, it really, especially with the food addiction piece, there's a certain point at which you can't, you can't solve it in your own head. Like it, you just need, you need to get some perspective especially because I think food addiction and and food struggles go so hand in hand with like an inner shame, like a like a feeling wrong or bad or not okay for having a certain experience. And it takes other people to normalize that. Like we can't normalize that on our own. We have to be external about that and get, especially people who know the food game. Um, we need to let, let them in. It's, it's really like opening a window in a musty room, like to a, to a sunshiny afternoon. You need to let that fresh air in. That's what other people do for us. So I started having some conversations already with some people. I have a friend coming over later this afternoon for a walk with me. (sighs) Yeah. Um, and I already feel so much better. And I was just thinking today about the people in our tribe who are doing their best at doing bright line eating and feel like they're doing it wrong or knowing that their, that their food is off somehow and their saboteur is telling them, don't share about that with anybody. You got this on your own. You handle this alone and, and they're believing it, right? And I just want to say in my years of experience, that's just the disease talking. That's just this, this line, the saboteur saying, you know, keep yourself walled off. Because if you open up that window to the afternoon air, the saboteur knows it's lights out for him. <laughs> he doesn't survive with that window open to the other people. So, um, yeah, 
I'm feeling really grateful that I have so many people in my life to share with. And sometimes I have to like, I have to pick and choose. Sometimes the first person I share with is not somebody who's in my closest um, food circle because I still feel too bound up about it. I go a little bit outside of that to someone, you know, who I know will be a good listener, um, but who knows kind of nothing about any of, of, of what I'm talking about just to get like a therapist is a really good option for that actually. Um, or, a, or a life coach or somebody like that, or just, you know, a friend who lives in a different state or something like that. And then I, I start to feel better and saner and I start to bring it into my inner circle and I'm like, okay, here's what I've been dealing with. Here's what I've been struggling with. So anyway, this is also like day one of my re-entry. I just flew home yesterday after all that crazy travel that I just told you about. So um, re-entry is always a process. Like I'm literally putting the pieces of my life back together. Oh, yeah. So anyway, busting out of isolation and opening the window and letting in those other people. Because the honest truth is, I can't do this alone. None of it. Like... When I'm struggling, it's because I need more support. That's become my favorite line ever. Whenever I'm struggling with anything, the solution is always the same. Up the support. Get more support. And support comes from my fellow travelers. From you. That's where it comes from. Always. So thanks for letting me share. Uh, I appreciate you watching. And I'll see you next week.